Well, I think if you think about things like the, the, the topics which are often very awkward around remuneration and reward, mm. for example, and we are very open to, for example, what are sort of more enhanced sort of reward and bonus scheme could should look like. So we've deliberately invited members of the team to put their hands up and go and explore what that could or should be. Mm. Um, we're trying to make sure that we're, we're very open to sort of different thinking. Hello and welcome to Walk the Talk, our version of a podcast where you walk if you want to while we do the talking. So if you're up for it, plug in your earphones and listen while you take us for a walk. Use this time to move your body and nourish your mind. I'm Sarah Mayo, one of the co-founders and trainers at Point3 Wellbeing, and I will be hosting this episode of our Walk the Talk, the next in our podcast series aimed at HR professionals, business leaders, and those interested in the mental health and well-being of people in the workplace. So on to today's conversation. And I'm delighted to be joined today by John Argent, CEO of Six, a creative and marketing agency. And we're recording in their new podcast studio below their agency here in Bristol. So this is a first for me and I believe for the studio too. So very exciting. Everyone's out of their comfort zone. So welcome, John. Thank you very much. And yes, we are. Um, I think this is our first formal podcast recording in our new studios. So fingers crossed all the red lights are flashing the way they should be. Oh, brilliant. Well, thank you so much for this opportunity. So let's get started. John, in your own words, if you wouldn't mind, please could you introduce yourself and share a bit about your role and your experience and perspective around mental health and well-being of people in the workplace and why it's important to you. Thank you. That's quite a lot, I guess, Sarah. But uh, I suppose in a nutshell, uh, yes, I'm John Argent, uh, CEO of Six. We're what we'd now call ourselves as a human-centred design consultancy. Um, however, our roots are in sort of classic graphic design. So back 30 years ago, that's that's what we were. Life was a very simple. It was in a pre-digital age. So um, we recruited people in our own image. So there was myself and a creative. So when we were 10 strong, literally, we'd recruited five designers, five account managers. And as I say, life was quite simple. Fast forward to the present, and we're now 50 strong. Mm. I look around, and we've got different teams of strategists and user experiences, um, uh, developers, copywriters, um, and so it goes on. So suddenly the business is a lot more complicated. Mm. We've got a lot of different personality types and skills, mm. and we have a greater responsibility for a lot more people. So whereas mental well-being and health was less of a thing um, when we started out, we were also in entrepreneurial startup mm -hmm. mode, so it was about survival, so it wasn't really a luxury we afforded ourselves. Mm. Today, of course, we have uh, a lot more knowledge, there's mm. a lot more awareness, there's a lot more science, and of course, in the post-pandemic age, far more um, appreciation that the workplace is very, very different. So. Um, as as leader of a group of 50 odd people yeah. um, I don't see everyone um, uh, at all and of course a lot of people don't even come into the office uh, mm. if and 
often or if at all so being I suppose in tune with how people are um, is, is more of a challenge and so what is instinctively important is now almost operationally a bit more critical. Mm. Well, that's fascinating. So you've seen so much change and uh, I look forward to sort of unpacking that as we get into today's conversation. So my first question to you is what do you believe is the greatest business challenge at this point in time when it comes to businesses and people? I mean, it could be your own um, people or perhaps more wider in in, um, in business. Uh, I'm sure you have conversations with other business leaders out there. We'd love your thoughts on that. For sure. And I guess the, the ups and downs of, of, of any business life cycle aside, uh, there's no question we live in an age of unprecedented and faster change. Mm. So that's a a new challenge or a far more focused and nuanced challenge, um, not least because of the relentlessness of it. And so we have to be a lot more aware that different colleagues embrace change mm. and the excitement uh, that it brings with it. Um, so we need to be mindful of perhaps where they're at with their, with their comfort zone mm-hmm. and then also as any business knows, you need to seek an element of growth, not just because you want to rule the world, Mm. um, but because it's a good sign of doing what you do well Mm -hmm. and progress. And I've got so many sort of really able colleagues and I want them all to individually progress and be Mm. able to grow. And I want them to be able to do that within our business. So growth brings with it all kinds of challenges as well. So the um, the change dynamic mm. and, and growth are probably the two biggest or constant bedfellows for us as we move the business forwards. So learning to cope with with change, rapid change, but also learning to adapt and um, and, and grow as a as a business and as individuals. Um, well. Let's think about the last few years because, yes, you mentioned change. We've we've all experienced so much, haven't we, since the pandemic. Um, everyone's heard of the Great Resignation and we know that that was driven by the younger generations, millennials, Gen Z, who are looking to work for organisations that offer greater flexibility and this greater elusive work-life balance um so i'd be keen to hear your thoughts on on that trend but also another trend that um we've uh, learned about and, and read about and and certainly hear is that actually the number one reason that people do decide to either stay at an organization or indeed perhaps leave an organization is based on their relationship with their manager and I find that really fascinating. It, it makes sense to me, um, but there's lots of things there. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on, on these trends and reports and from your conversations with other business leaders. Are, are you seeing this? How relevant is, is this for you now? Great resignation is an interesting one, isn't it? Um, it, it it's, it's a lovely soundbite. Mm. Um, I think we'd be mad not to recognize that there's no smoke without fire. Um, of course, you look at any individual sector or type of business or geography and sort of other factors influence what happens to, to various communities. But interestingly, we've enjoyed 
over the whole during our life as a business sort of very high levels of retention of staff which Mm. is very flattering it's um keeps life a lot easier because it's obviously very unsettling when people change but you also want to celebrate people's ability to go on their own journey and sometimes if i'd much rather someone spent a a little period of time with us and got the maximum out of it and Mm. we did too and then they went on to do great stuff elsewhere um, I'm a great believer in good leavers, being advocates mm, for, for, for the business. Um, we, had, we had a leaving do the other day for someone, and I love it when ex-colleagues want to come back and enjoy and celebrate, you know, just an excuse to all get together with people they've, they've grown to love. Yeah. Um, I think for the great resignation thing post-COVID, we certainly did find more people changed careers. Mm. And so it was pleasing for them but frustrating for us if I'm honest to see people suddenly have a wake-up moment and say do you know what I want to go back and re-educate myself mm-hmm. um, and I want to go and do the history of art or what have you um, or others who've, who've emigrated or gone traveling mm-hmm. so I, I, I genuinely do sort of celebrate sort of that for them mm. but um, it, it did surprise us a little bit at the time because we have enjoyed this very stable sort of um, tenure I suppose of of colleagues yeah and you know again it just represents change doesn't it and and learning how to to adapt to that um but what does greater uh, sort of flexibility or work-life balance um mean to you as a as an organization we're sitting here in these amazing uh, offices that you've got um it's it's lovely being in an office environment um What's the norm for for you as an organisation? What do you encourage? We um, we tried a number of different things um, when COVID hit. Certainly, um, when it hit, we had to look after everyone's well-being first and foremost. Um, and interestingly, we'd arranged to have a trial working from home day um, as as lockdown was looming. And it was actually the day before that we said, actually, do you know what, tomorrow's trial isn't going to be a trial. It's going to be day one of hmm. us being responsible and then letting everyone sort of go and work from home and sort of avoid what was perceived then obviously to be a very major risk. And then when it came to coming back, we we did all kinds of things. I mean, it's hard to imagine now, but we put down arrows and two meter dividers and all kinds of things. And... Uh, had two different teams working on alternate weeks so that um, for those that wanted to for one week period one group came in and then another group came in the following week so it kind of limited the risk of cross-contamination so to speak if Mm. suddenly we got hit with it and then as more things relaxed that was more feasible for people to come in if they wanted to but if you fast forward to the present we recognize first off that you, you you can't turn the clock back mm. and so a lot of people have now got very used to or come into their working careers the very youngest ones in a very different um setup um we're dealing with adults mm. and they should be able to choose for themselves what the right work-life balance is um we we suppose i suppose we say contractually we are a workplace office-based business mm. Um, however, there is this total flexibility um, for people and we recognise it's on us for people to want to come to work yes. and um, 
and again rather than dictate what days of the week or who or in what groups we let the individual small groups of team members work it out amongst themselves because of course there's no point in coming to the office thinking you'll collaborate and work with people and it's not the day they've chosen to come in so i'm delighted and pleased and proud that on the whole we have a very high instance of people coming into the office mm. and, and I, I personally drive a lot of energy from the humanity that's all around and the buzz and the creativity and the collaboration and by the same token I have to acknowledge that if everyone came in every day I'd probably find it a bit of a shock and I'd probably get a bit claustrophobic and and, <laughs> um, and need to take refuge um, but genuinely um, I, I love seeing people enjoying coming into work and knowing that they're in by choice mm. uh, and not because there's a quota or some sort of implicit sort of expectation put on them. I love that. You're treating them as adults, you said. Um, and you haven't said the word, but trust, it feels that that's just Im implicit and in the culture that you've generated here and that you want people to enjoy what they, they do. I mean, it is a, a creative agency. So ultimately, um, you attract, you know, a type of person who probably gets enjoyment from being around others, collaborating. And um, so it's great to, to hear that that is back in kind of full sort of swing, as it were, and coming from, you know, a marketing agency background um, myself, it, you know, it's it's conjuring, bringing back lots of wonderful <laughs> memories of, of working in the office together. Um, that's when the magic happens. But at the same token, you know, life has changed. And, you know, it, it's good also to know that we can sort of continue to, to work flexibly if, if and when you need to. Yes, and, and it's an interesting point you, you, you make there. And I, I certainly was relieved when COVID happened that, mm. A, as a business, we were able to work remotely at all. Mm. Um, which obviously a lot of businesses didn't have that that option so that was something to be deeply deeply grateful for um, but by the same token the fact that we were able to still do our jobs well mm. still be creative still win and serve our clients was great but what was then really interesting to observe was how when people did start coming back mm. in they'd find themselves coming out of a workshop or a creative session saying wow we, we couldn't have achieved what we just achieved mm working remotely so and yet somehow we had managed and we'd coped and we'd clearly done more than enough mm. to keep our clients sort of happy and um more than satisfied what we're doing but somehow i think it has un unleashed a, a sort of greater level of creativity and collaboration uh, and again getting back face to face with clients again builds deeper relationships um so that serves as well sean here from point three wellbeing just quickly jumping in to say a big thank you for listening to this podcast. If you want to find out a bit more about Point3 Wellbeing and how we support people in the workplace to stress less and smile more, then head to point3wellbeing.com or drop us an email to b underscore well at point3wellbeing.com. That's all from me. Back to the conversation. Yeah, undoubtedly. I mean, you mentioned that word humanity. I mean, humans, we are designed to to socially connect and um yeah it is about that sort of sense of community and yes you can um achieve that 
remotely and, and many businesses do um, successfully. But I'm a huge believer in the uh, in the power of, of human connection, that face to face um, connection and, and the magic that happens when when you do um, get together. It's interesting because the um, the point you make about us being sort of creatives and obviously people perhaps getting together and doing colouring in together, he said rather irreverently, <laughs> but um, we are so much more now and so we have mm. the, a lot of the digital and technical side to the business which obviously didn't exist 15, mm. 20 years ago and I do recognise that sort of people are wired up differently, people come with different preferred ways of working mm. and appetite to have ambient noise around them or mm. not and we've got quite a few pockets of, of colleagues actually who have found that they work far far more productively and happily when they're actually able to work from home mm. in in an environment they, they control mm. and, and they're comfortable with so I suppose going back to the thrust of what your business is about mm. and, and the nature of this podcast it's a very interesting thing to to observe and then to be able to accommodate I suppose yeah accommodate people's differences and celebrate them mm, and harness sure. them yeah absolutely and I've certainly learned that as a, as a businessman now that um, as I said at the outset you know we in the old days we were a bit binary insofar as we were either creatives or we were account managers and now mm. we've got these far more sophisticated skills in the business none of which I possess so I'm, I'm even <laughs> more appreciative of um those individuals and, and the skills and the expertise they bring they bring daily into the proverbial office yeah it makes me th well it's diversity isn't it and and that's where new thinking comes and innovation comes from from that diversity so it is so Im important um what are other themes or, or topics or, or or types of support that your people are asking for or you've seen them sort of needing over the last year or so uh, good question and i'm probably increasingly less qualified to, to be able to answer the question i suppose insofar as We've, one of the benefits of, of growing, and, and by growing, I, I you know, as a 50-strong business, I, mm -hmm. I have this debate with myself about whether we're a big little agency or a little big one. Mm -hmm. I think we've just gone into the cusp of being a little big one insofar as there's a lot more infrastructure mm. about the business. So we have some more formal sort of professional roles that support the business mm -hmm. in terms of HR mm -hmm. and admin and the the sort of operational sort of rigor that, that sort of runs the business so I'm less involved in that but certainly I know that um, on, on the HR and sort of well-being side of things and, and the way in which we support and engender the culture there's a lot more continuous sort of activity on on everyone's behalf and interaction mm. with staff that I'm not necessarily directly involved in but it means that we are always sort of touching base with people we're mm -hmm. polling opinions mm. um, careful to make sure we're respecting what people think and, mm. and asking them to contribute without abdicating sort of all power to make decisions sort of on, on the collective behalf um, and, and I think that fundamentally the issues are probably not new they're probably just a bit more sophisticated in terms of the ways in which we support mm -hmm. uh, we invest in various um, institutions that mean that people can either have access to 
financial and non-financial and well-being to the benefits mm -hmm. some overtly and some which just means they can go and reach out for highly discreet mm -hmm. private sort of support if mm -hmm. there are issues they need to talk about around their personal finances or indeed their, their well-being and, and their mental state well we, we talked before we pressed record um, and something you said that was which you know really resonated for me is that you like to to be here in in the office but also you like to speak to to everyone and and to personally ask how people are getting on and are they enjoying what they're doing and I, I think that's um, lovely to to hear um, so I think you're doing yourself a disservice by saying that you aren't qualified to <laughs> answer that question because you're you're doing it you're you're asking the questions directly you're very kind I mean it certainly it, it is for me it's, it's a privilege because I'm obviously sort of in the older half of, of the generation in the business to say the very least and so for me coming in and working with a lot of the young sort of very energetic um, sort of passionate and intelligent sort of folk coming through the business it, for me is an inspiration so um, I feed off them probably mm. far more than they, they feed off me and if I wasn't in the, in the business physically uh, I would be denied that so um, that, that, that for me is one of the perks I suppose. Love to hear it. So, sort of nearing the end of, of the uh, the formal questions, uh, what advice do you have for any HR managers or business leaders like yourself out there listening in terms of how to prioritise mental health and, and well-being of people in the workplace? Gosh, that's a good one. And it's a very tricky one as well, because I'm very aware that um, probably after the great resignation, the other big sort of topic which people are skirting around is 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 the wokeness of of um of workforces and i'm very mm. wary of if you ask too many leading questions from a from an hr or just as a, a business owner perspective you, you can almost be guilty of auto suggestion or and inviting sort of certain answers so i think communication for one mm. and then open questions for two and just always engaging with people regularly and, and asking how how they are and what what's and, and how things are for them and what matters to them what would be better rather than saying we're thinking of doing this what do you think or we're mm -hmm. going to do that and in and almost dictating sort of absolutely binary sort of responses which either accept or reject mm. um, I, I think people love to be asked for their opinion and being involved in the process mm. is almost more valuable to them than the actual outcome I, th I think people would rather work for a place where they respect what's happening even if they don't necessarily agree with it all the time than the other way around yeah so that sort of co-creation almost of of policy or resources or ways of working yeah, I, I love that. And so you're, you're asking them, um, you're listening, and then, you know, communicating back. And um, it may be that some or, or none of of what people want are, is possible, but you're communicating, you've got that two way conversation. And yeah. I think that open conversation and dialogue is 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 really key. I think if you think about things like the, the, the topics which are often very awkward around remuneration and reward, mm. for example, and we are very open to, for example, what are sort of 
more enhanced sort of reward and bonus scheme could should look like so we've deliberately invited members of the team to put their hands up and go and explore what that could or should be mm. um, we're trying to make sure that we're we're very open to sort of different thinking um, and, and certainly it's it's the case that um, other people have probably got far better ideas and we're not proud and we'd, we'd rather sort of be open to where, where those might come from in the same way that people are very kind to say that the culture in our business is is, is really really great um, but it's it's all the people in business that create that culture you know no one owns or dictates it so um, anything, or I'm just really the custodian really of, of the environment in which they then go and create that that culture absolutely yeah people influence culture culture influences people and it's a constant process um that needs to be nurtured um okay so we're coming now to the quick fire round of five okay. questions so um are you ready go for it <laughs> okay so what are your three daily well-being non-negotiables so those things that you prioritize day to day uh to manage stress the inevitable stresses of life Gosh, um, um, there's probably an ideal around, and, and I have a, a business advisor who tells me to take some time out at the beginning <laughs> of the day to plan for it and have that quiet time and prepare what my priorities are. And I'm trying to learn to do that. Um, I'm, I'm lucky that I get up and I move around a lot anyway, so um, I don't have to think about that one. Um, again, in this post-pandemic age quite often getting up and going for a walk outside and having phone calls or meetings with people on a walk is something we wouldn't have thought about doing before so mm. I, I enjoy doing that um, and for me personally I have taken it upon myself to try and go to the gym more often mm -hmm. and build that into my my whole sort of routine whether it's very first thing in the in the morning or, or at lunchtime so it's, uh, that keeps body and soul together and hopefully sane. Lovely. So, again, you, you've just mentioned there, sort of in this post-pandemic world, I mean, what have you changed your mind on um, over the last, well, in the last five years? So what do you kind of now know or think that you didn't know or think five years ago? Um, this isn't meant to be a cop-out, but I, I think my answer, whatever it is, is probably driven more by my age and my stage of career mm -hmm. than the fact that we, in the last five years, we've had a pandemic, because I've just turned 60. Um, on the one hand, people thought I might be retiring. On the other hand, they think maybe I'm going to want to do this till I drop, and obviously the, the truth will be somewhere in between the two. So my my approach to to all of the above is probably more tempered by how am I best going to be responsible to my colleagues mm. um, and make sure I'm adding value and not getting in the way of their own progression and what um, examples I set with, with how I work um, than necessarily that being a, a result of the pandemic and the, the five years of disruption that we've all sort of endured. And one thing that you do to connect with your colleagues and to create psychological safety amongst the team? Um, 
if it's a you as in a you collective rather than you as in me um, the team is really good to make sure there are lots of formal or informal sort of get together so that whether or not you're in the office or not so we have a a talky tuesday thing which has been created where every week everyone dials in and it's it's totally about banter and, and, mm. and silly little quizzes or sharing of insights it's it's not about the work agenda at all similarly every month we have something called connection day where we encourage people to to make a special effort to come in if they wouldn't ordinarily do so mm-hmm. while again making sure we hook everyone up so that there is very much an online experience where typically for half a day we do a few things where we're we're always ringing the changes but there's something of an update or we're sharing some insight or showcasing a, a piece of work um, so that people can feel connected to the whole sort of nature of, of, of what we've been getting up to um, and then actually for the one we did last week we also had something called a cardboard chair challenge mm. where you didn't need to be in in for that one but <laughs> with a load of collected sort of odds and sods of cardboard um there were different teams and they had to apply some human-centered design principles to building some robust chairs out of just bits of cardboard so very blue peter but uh Brilliant. We, we just try and keep ringing the changes and um keeping it interesting for people and having a laugh no doubt in the in the process yes and and yeah when when I do sort of try and catch up with people, I do want to make sure that while I'm interested in what they're doing, I'm even more determined that people are enjoying their work and the nature of the work. So we're res- we're responsible for making sure we we give them nice clients to work with and nice challenges to to to, to address, and and that that goes to the heart really of what the whole essence of our business is about. Insofar as I think people want a sense of purpose. Yes, they mm. might be a te- they might have a technical skill um, that defines what they do, and from a professional perspective, perspective, perhaps who they are. But the one common denominator surely is that they they get up and they they want to either come into work or go into the home office um, because they believe in in what they're doing and it's fulfilling for them. Best bit of leadership advice you ever received. Um, probably to trust my own gut more mm. often than I do. I think people instinctively normally know what they could or should be doing and just back themselves. Love it. And final question, book or podcast that we should all read or listen to? <sighs> Um, the book I'm reading is a bit random because it's it's set in Turkey, so that's probably not very helpful. Um, and if it was a podcast, I'm I'm tempted to say it should be something that's quite provocative and doesn't necessarily align with your views, so you can almost be confronted by views you don't agree with. Um, and I know he's a bit marmite, um, but I was a very late comer to the Stephen Bartlett mm. podcast, um, and I I enjoy. The fact that I recognise most of the people mm-hmm. in them, and actually, I think I think his early stuff was 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 the best when he was just sitting under his under his stairs in a cupboard, just talking to himself. Than than before he started interviewing people. But I find them quite provocative in a in a healthy way because he does he does get good conversations going. Absolutely. 
Well, that does bring us to the end, John. So thank you so much for your time and for hosting us in this uh, snazzy studio. Um, yeah, it's been great chatting to you. Thank you. Likewise, and, and thank you for coming to help us sort of break the duck on the space. I think it's um, it's been a fun experience. And thank you to our audience for tuning in today. Whatever your business challenge this year, the team at Point3 are here to support you and your people to stress less and smile more.